0: Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. My guest today is comedian Tyler O'Brien. Uh, he's a Charleston comedian. Uh, super funny. If you're in the North Carolina area or South Carolina area, make sure you check him out. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show,
1: man. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you being here. I guess being here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for letting me do this at your place. Um the cho- the topic you chose was Pokemon. Yeah. But before we get into it, I like to ask whenever I have comedians on my show, um, a lot of people used to, a lot of people like to focus on bombing, but I'm more focused on seceding. So when was the first time you killed, and how did it feel?
1: Um, well, I'm glad we're not talking about bombing because I don't have the two and a half hours today. But uh, I, uh, I, it's funny because I think I was really starting to get out of just doing mics and starting to get on book shows and stuff right before COVID kind of hit. So I was just starting to go to Savannah in Columbia, and um, doing bigger shows right before that. So in like the fall of 2019, uh, Vince Fabra put me on a show, the Upscale Fire Sale, and that was probably the biggest room I've done that was paid, and it was like about 150 people or so. And I went up before uh, Ike Smalls and Hillary Begley, who are two comics I have a ton of respect for, and to be able to hang out with them in the green room and then go out and, and do a full, you know, I think it was about 10, 11 minutes and do really well was really reassuring. Cool. And then um, as far as like doing really well at mics, um, and I don't say crushing lightly because I think it's like, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm crushing until I'm doing showcases consistently, but I got to go up to New York to visit my college friends, and this was February of last year, so it was like a month before everything shut down, and uh, we went to an open mic in Manhattan, and I remember them, kind of. we got dinner afterwards, and I got really good laughs. And it was, you know, a bunch of New York comics I'd never seen before and an audience of people that have never seen me. And to do well in that room was awesome. And then my college friends to kind of realize, like, oh, it's not just a hobby that he's doing. Like, he actually has jokes and structure. And, like, he's, you know, working at this. And, and for them to say, you were the funniest person for me, and I mean that, and, like, them not to be like, oh, when's this a pipe dream he's going to give up, to kind of seeing my friends transition to getting on on the train of, well, oh, he's serious about this, was, like, a very cool feeling and in uh it was pretty awesome.
0: Nice, nice, man. Uh, does it compare to anything you've done before?
1: I, I don't think it could. Um, I always I always wanted to be more involved in like theater and stuff, and I loved doing improv in high school. And I, I wish I had started earlier. I wish I had started doing mics in college because the redeeming feeling of making people laugh, even if it's a night that you do bomb or don't do well, I don't think there's anything that can compare to going up and speaking your truth and also making people happy. Um, I think I was born to be kind of an entertainer. Um, I was the student that was always, like, cutting up in class and stuff. Like, I'd finish my homework early and, you know, then I'd start distracting my neighbors or or I'd clip with my teachers and stuff. And to be able to use, like, just words as an art form. Like, I'd love to be a professional pianist or a guitar player, right? But... Every time I've ever tried to do music on stage, I freeze. I become a statue, and I forget how my fingers work, and I'm like, I can't do this at all. But with, with comedy, I've always, like, I've been told I'm a talker since I was five years old. Okay. So to be able to cultivate that and use wit, compare, and, like, with jokes and humor, and make it an art, and also get off stage and feel like I've warmed up a room is, yeah, it's incomparable. I don't think there's anything like it. Yeah. It's a It's a high, you know?
0: yeah it's definitely high it's addicting yeah (laughs) it's it's, it's very addicting like just to have that i want to say well yeah i guess it's the center of attention and just knowing you know it's kind of like magic you know out of nowhere like people just sitting there you know calm and then out of nowhere you just make them laugh it you know it does feel like magic and sometimes um yeah so uh the topic you chose was pokemon (laughs) Uh, my shirt (laughs) nice nice uh any special reason why
1: uh well, I mean, it, it, you asked me to pick a, a topic that's about culture, and when I was driving home, when we talked about it in Columbia, I thought about, you know, Pokemon not only had a huge impact on me, but culturally, it's like, for kids like me, I was born in 93. So, like, it's a huge impact on my life. Like, it's it's probably my favorite activity. It does, you know, it's not, I can't make a career out of it. Some people do. We can talk about that in a minute, but, like, it's it's been such an impact on my life, and uh, it's not just... Not just like a cool cartoon or video game or or um, anime or, or just a thing I like. It's like a part of my personality, which is you know really nerdy, but like it's it's a big part of who I am. Like if I I don't have any tattoos, but if I got one, it would be Ash with Pikachu following him from Pokemon Yellow. And I've told that to people, and I've seen some really cool Pokemon tattoos too. But uh, it just ever like it's it's the first video game I ever played. my um, I, I I got a light green like one of those old Game Boy Colors, and it's the first video game I ever had, and it's I'll continue to buy every single one that comes out, and it, it, it's just a whole culture that goes with it, and it's a worldwide phenomenon. So, uh, I mean, I just think it's it, it's not just that. It's a great way to connect with like a lot of old friends that I don't, like Sometimes, sometimes my friends from high school or college that I've fallen out of touch with will text and haven't talked in like a month, and it'll just be something randomly about Pokemon. Okay. Like, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I
0: was born in '92, so I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying right now. Um, so you said you played it on the original Game Boy. Uh, I did also. Um, did you have Pokemon Red?
1: I had my first game was Yellow. Okay. Um, my first experience with Pokemon was I must have been in like first or second grade because it it came out I think '97 or '8 was the first year that uh Red and Blue were released. '96. 96 was the first year um, and then yellow came out in 78 uh, or 97 or 98 but I remember I was I went to Catholic elementary school right so like Pokemon wasn't allowed on the playground we used to have a thing called crazy bones I don't know if you remember those but they were like these dice things we would we would play against each other and I was really into that but one day there was a kid that was like confiscated or like had hidden away a game boy and he snuck it to recess and he was like playing it under the slide and that was the first experience I ever had. I can, like, remember it vividly of, like, seeing the sprite of the back of a war turtle. And I was like, this is awesome. What is this? And then um, play, I used to – my neighbor was the first person to get uh, red. So I would go over to his house, and we would. T- he would give me turns playing. And then I eventually got my Game Boy right when Yellow came out. And um, I just remember playing it nonstop. So my first experience having my own video game was playing Pokemon Yellow and, you know, it's amazing that I was even able to beat the game because it's there's a lot of like context in that game that like and I don't understand half the words the text were saying but it's very intuitive for you know young kids to play too which is I think something that makes it cool you can like it if you're fifth year or if you're five so uh, but I you know right off the bat as soon as I got it I played it a ton and then Gold came out I had Pokemon Gold and I think I played ten thousand hours on that game you know I could tell you inside and out the second gen. Um, I don't know how many of the games you got after... Could oh, you yeah.
0: I kept, I kept playing for a minute. I played up to um, the 3DS. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had a 3DS, and my dog chewed the screen up. So that's... Yeah. Mm. I got to stick to the 2DS. I got a switch now, so I'm upgraded. Um, what's your favorite game?
0: Uh, I, I mean, just because of nostalgia. I had to go with Red. Don't get me wrong. Red definitely does not hold up now. Uh, I mean, it holds up in the sense of that, like... I could play it and it'll still be comfortable yeah. but it doesn't hold up into the fact that it was like there's just no comparing the graphics now even with the 3DS to the little you know sprites then Yeah. but um, we'll get to and like you said guys we're discussing how Pokemon influenced pop culture but um, we want to stick on the video games just for a quick moment when it comes to the video games do you think the reason why it's so successful is because it's so simple
1: I mean I think they've They've changed up the um, dynamic a little bit in some of the recent games, but the point of the game's always been the same. Catch every Pokemon you possibly can, occasionally trade with friends, beat all the gym leaders, become the Pokemon champion in every single game since the very beginning. So the goal was to get your team, level them up. Sometimes people pick their favorites. You can choose any team you want to and having that versatility. And then also the encounters with wild Pokemon, battling NPCs, and then eventually you you have these final bosses, Elite Four, if you're in the first gen or, you know, the first few gens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, they have a recipe for success. And um, they introduced some new mechanics later on in the games. Like, um, And some of them I liked and some of them I didn't like as much. But the, the principle has always been the same. They introduced, this, you know, three new starters, a grass type, a fire type, and a water type. And they do it every gen. And every time they announce a new gen coming out, it's one of the most exciting things and the thing that people, like, try to not see spoilers online of, like, what's the new starter going to look like? And that's half the fun, He's, you know, seeing what the new Pokemon they're going to design are going to look like, um, any new types that are going to come out. But the formula has always been the same. They have the DNA for what a Pokemon game should be, and they've stuck to it. Um, and like I said, there's there's some things they've changed along the way, but the the heart of what it's about, which is, like, you catch a Pokemon, you befriend them, you train them, they get stronger, and you kind of Become the champions together. It's like a really cool concept that, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Digimon could be uh, something that could be talked about in comparison, but it didn't. The, even the Digimon video games didn't have that kind of same conceit where it's you, you choose your team, you pick your starter, and you're there with you from day one, um, and then you get to, you know, go on this journey. It's, it's, it's really cool. Uh,
0: the creator Digimon uh, can't pronounce his name. <laughs> But he literally came out, I think, like, maybe in 2005, 2006. And he was like, my biggest mistake was to make them talk. Yeah. He was like, if they had just said a bunch of cute stuff, that would have worked. But, like, he was said once they were were able to speak, you know, talk whatever language, and they were able to understand them, it was like, well, we can't make them cute anymore because they can talk. So he went the whole different direction and just made them look as evil as possible. (laughs) And he was like, oh, that's not working either. So I guess... But yeah, that that was the creator of Digimon. Say his biggest downfall was just making them talk. Yeah, he was like, if they just said a bunch of cute stuff, uh, I guess he was talking about Pokemon, of course. Then he would have definitely had a longer, successful saga of games and everything else. Um, they go back to the three type: fire, water, and earth. Grass. Grass. Sorry. Do you think they would ever, or if you do, you think it would work if they ever went with rock, electricity, and then like another type?
1: Uh, I've. I've actually toyed with that idea before. I was like, I wonder if they'll like change up the starter types. Uh, what they've done is they've they've added secondary typings and made that more of a, a stalwart for the game. So like, as you as you go on, you know, like Delphox was um, one of the later gens. Um, Final evolved a Finnekin, and it's a part Psychic type, or uh, Chestnut's part Fighting Grass, um, or Rowlet evolves to a, a Ghost Grass type Pokemon. So. By adding those secondary typings, they can keep that same formula they started with in Gen 1 um, to, to add that. Um, would it be cool? I think it would be really cool if they did it. I don't think they will because it's kind of it, – that's one of those sacred traditions. Like they break in from a lot of traditions. They didn't technically have gym leaders in, uh, in Gen 7 with the Alola region, but they, um, they still kept that same thing. So that's, that's been going on for so long now that I, I don't foresee them changing it up, uh, at least in the mainline series games.
0: Nice, nice. Um, I have not played it, but I've seen like uh, video, like, like walkthroughs. Uh, have you played the recent one?
1: The Sword and Shield? Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: How do you like the fact that now when you're in the wild, you can actually see the Pokemon?
1: I, I think that's one of the the coolest aspects of the game—they um, kind of introduced that in. Um, they remade Yellow, and um, they did Let's Go EV and Let's Go Pikachu, where it's kind of an overworld where you can encounter the Pokemon and see them before you run up to them. Um, and they incorporated that, and it's really awesome. Um, one thing that people don't like about this generation is that they did. There was something called um, Dexit. Was it was um, where they didn't put all of the Pokemon that have been released up to this date. They're not all in the game. Yep. And it was really a point of contention, and at first I was kind of upset about it, but then I, like, kind of reflected on it, and I was like, you know, there's over 800 Pokemon now, and, you know, how, how much can you really put in to make it feel like an authentic, like, well, this area has these Pokemon, if it's just everything's open and available? And then they added a DLC, um, the, the Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor, and they added Pokemon as they're going, and I think that's the future of what they're going to do um, on this console and the next one, is... Um, is they're just gonna keep adding, uh, adding DLC and make it more available as it goes, which I think is better than making a second version of the same game. Just instead of calling it, you know, Black Two, White Two, or Pokemon, um, they had Diamond, Pearl, and then Platinum, which is the same game over again, just adding the stuff. So I think adding the DLC so you don't have to get a whole new game, and it ends up being cheaper and it's a good move. But as far as the encounter stuff in the wild, it's it's badass. You know, yeah. I, they actually added a feature in the new one as well where you can have the first Pokemon in your party follow you. So it's cool you can just like if it's fun to have like a Pikachu run around, but I can also have you know a Steelix or an Onyx behind me that's like three stories tall and you turn around and there's this giant like giant monster just like running around with you. Uh, it's a really cool feature and I, I hope they keep it in every game that that comes out uh, after this one.
0: Nice, nice. But just to go back to Pokemon Red, um i'm pretty sure you noticed but not all the pokemon were on that game nope like you had to trade with pokemon green no the first two came out with pokemon red i think
1: blue and red if you traded you could get all of them but you had to have red and blue to do it yeah um yeah so version exclusives um like we talked about with fire um fire grass and water types that's the same thing they've done every single game they put out as well um I don't know if it's like, it's to encourage people to get both games, you know, because they do two different versions. Um, It's a really smart marketing idea because you get people that buy both or you have people to trade with people. Um, But from the get-go, it was always hard to, to actually catch them all, quote-unquote, because some games, like you said, weren't available. Like Audition and Bellsprout, one was available in red, one was available in blue. Um, but as time went on, like especially starting with the 3DS, you got things like trading online with people and wonder trading, um, and you're able to like talk to people. Like I can send a Pokemon to Japan and get a Pokemon I don't have in my game randomly sent back to me. Um, so so it's become a lot easier now to do that. Um, and also like my, my roommate has the other version uh shield and i have sword nice we were here in the kitchen one night just trading pokemon for like 2 hours and then like he was like oh you need this one i was like go into a different area to catch a pokemon form we're you know we're we're sitting here having a beer at like 12 a.m. After we got back from a comedy show, just hanging out and playing Pokemon, and we got to share that experience because they're like, we might have not done that if they didn't have the version exclusive one. So, I think it adds a camaraderie and it makes it a team effort. And that's another one of those things that they're probably going to keep in the games forever.
0: Nice, nice, nice. All right, good, good. Now, to move from the game to something that you being a nice child to me 92, Unite 3. How'd you feel about the card game?
1: I, so I had they had like this starter kit that you could get kids that was like the it taught you where to put the cards down and everything. And I have I still have my I mean I could bust out in a minute, but I have my original binder full that had those original packs from the trading card game. Really? Yeah. I'm okay. sure some of them are worth money, but I I don't have the time to sift through and see. But I have a bunch of the old cards. They were more of a collection item than me than an actual use it. I would play, like, against my dad or my sister, um, who's a couple years younger than me. We would sit down and and use that kind of, like, they gave you a roadmap, kind of, on how to do the trading card game. But I never got into, like, going into, um, I guess it would be, like, Zany Brainy if it was the 80s or 90s, you know, or any of those card shops and and actually doing the the duels um, or the Pokemon trading card, I guess the trading card game battle. Um, But I I never got into the battle aspect, but I love the cards. Um, They're really popping off right now like people are going crazy for pokemon cards like
0: yeah it's grown men were buying happy meals yeah just to get the pokemon cards
1: i don't i mean good for them i have my old ones and then every once in a while i'll get a wild hair and i'll buy one i see a target but i have a <laughs> i have a
0: four-year-old man yeah that just wanted whatever the little lo- i didn't keep up with the cards but yeah. he just knew he wanted the pokemon and when i said my grown ass was like Hey guys, just just throw anything in there, please. Yeah. Just I'll tell them it's a Pokemon. They, yeah, they threw in like some monster truck, or something. I was like, yeah, this is what it turns into.
1: <laughs> they, well, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a monster truck Pokemon in the future. We have a set of keys in an actual trash bag at this point, so
0: it'll make this lie way better when it gets older. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's. I mean, uh, did you have a lot of the trading cards growing up, or did you do? I was.
0: Of- uh, I played Yu-Gi-Oh, Duel Masters, and then when I became a teenager, I got real into magic together.
1: Yeah. I need to get more into magic. Um, My roommate, Lennon and I, other roommate, we we had a Yu-Gi-Oh duel in the kitchen uh, a few (laughs) nights ago. He kicked my butt, you know. He, he let me choose which deck, so he made two really cool decks, but he, I, I won the first one, and then I think he stopped. Somebody, told, to me me.
0: Ru- <laughs> somebody told me the Somebody rules with Yu-Gi-Oh! now is so weird.
1: Yeah, they have like fusion decks and everything. Yeah, he, but was like
0: the we- he was like, the way I, I learned how to play the game, and the way you play it now, he was mm. like, is no point.
1: I, and I mean, and I couldn't tell you how to do a, a Pokemon trading card game either. by now, but I, I think the appeal to Pokemon is that it wasn't all the trading card game. It, it's it started, um, you know, it started kind of simultaneously being, uh, it started being as a, not only a TV, it was like a TV show, ga- video game, and the trading card game, all kind of cropped up around the same time, um, and they're all really. I mean, the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime was great. But I, there hasn't been a Yu Gi Oh Pokemon game that I think that can hold water to po- the Pokemon video games. Oh
0: no, not at all. No, no, they no.
1: But I wouldn't. Say, but I would say that Magic the Gathering and Yu Gi Oh are both way better trading card games than Pokemon is. It's um, it's just that Pokemon was able to reach into every kind of aspect of that and and get a foothold in each of them.
0: Well, it's one of those things where like Magic was just meant for adults. Yeah. So it was like, hey. If we let's go for the people that pay for this stuff like let's, yeah like if we go straight for the people that have that make the money this should be easier but uh yeah definitely definitely like, um, isn't
1: there a magic the gathering card that's like giant bear or something yep. like that I always like I always saw that I'm like yeah it is what it is yeah. it's a giant bear oh if you watch like the first <laughs> if you look
0: at the first series of magic the gathering cards you'll just be like oh that they weren't creative at all like, yeah <laughs> flying angel okay yeah, it's like, it's a venomous an-
1: snake yeah. I'm like, oh my god it says what it is. I need to get into that game, though. I've heard only good things. And I just Oh, yeah. I enjoyed
0: the game. I, I wish I had time to get back into it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a cool game. But you're right, though. They, whoever was getting checks for yeah. naming them cards
1: made some easy money. Big-ass crocodile. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a big-ass crocodile. I played big-ass crocodile. <laughs> whoever whoever <laughs> the
0: supervisor was like, checks out.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that, though. They didn't try to lie. They're like, oh, this is a, a very scary game uh panda I don't know <laughs> like I'm what? trying to That's remember
0: good. one card it was just well I can I can say this what Yu-Gi-Oh was meant for kids. Say yeah. Dark Magician is just yeah. is a magician and he happens to be dark. Um dark magic not uh skin. And uh <laughs> yeah. But then uh I
1: don't know where I went that. but make the, the Dark Magician black. Come yeah. on Yu-Gi-Oh, what are you doing? It would have been easy. But
0: I, yeah, yeah, they weren't ready at, at, <laughs> at that time period. It was like, "What? Why would we do that?" <laughs> just say he's from New Orleans and um and then we go on to another and since we're gonna stay on the games for we'll say have you remember I mean have you remember do you I went to public school do you, do you remember the board games the Pokemon board games
1: yeah I actually had one of those I, I hadn't thought about it in a long time but there was one where you had to like collect tokens you know the one I'm talking about I know what you're talking about bro I that I was the
0: worst I, game ever bro did you ever finish it I played,
1: I used to play. That was another one I played with my grandparents, and my dad, and my sister when I was really little. And I think we did one sit through, but it was like, it was a very intense game. Like, it was like, it was like playing a game of Monopoly. Like it took a long time. I don't. Know I, I knew the Pokemon name. Pokemon
0: Master Trainer. That yeah. was the name of the yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, bro, I could never finish that game. I got to play with my brother and a couple of my friends. A couple of my my friends. It was like and a whole
1: day event. Bro, like <laughs> these
0: rules were not yeah. good. You could make it to the end. Something happened, and now you really got to work your way back to try to get everything, or like you could just lose at the end and be winning. Like yeah,
1: you had to like beat all of the gym trainers. You had to like collect a certain amount of things. There was like a EV coin you could flip. I Oh, there was dice it was a whole thing like it would have been easier to teach a six-year-old how to play risk than that game i
0: was a 10 and like you know what i'm not enjoying this at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> like
1: it's a cool concept it's yeah like. <laughs> i was like this is, this
0: is what i imagine a job is like because yeah. that was not
1: yeah just give me one of those mcdonald's pokeballs that has a polyrath in it and we'll call it a day you know <laughs> the hardest thing about that game that i can remember like i can see in my
0: mind right now was do you remember how hard it was to evolve
1: like, you want to evolve your Pokemon? You mean in the video games or in the in the In that board, board game? game, yeah. I think he, it was just a lot of jumping through hoops. Yep. Like you <laughs> had to do,
0: like, four different steps just yeah. to get – I was like, you know what? Charizard can stay. He can survive. Yeah. Look.
1: <laughs> he can survive to the end. Oh, you just plug back in your Game Boy, and you're like, well, if I just beat up enough of these Pidgeotos, my Charmeleon's going to evolve, and I don't have to worry about, like, get, like, rolling a six and landing on this spot and, like, doing this trade. I can just beat up on this pidgeotto and eradicate for an hour, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, if I
0: just go out into the wild for a good yeah, yeah. two hours, this will be <laughs> fine. And then we get to now, and I'm not gonna lie, man. I feel like it had a great summer. I know some people still play it. It's caused a lot of car accidents, but we have I to talk about <laughs> we have to talk about Pokemon Go.
1: You're not gonna believe me, but I play Pokemon Go every single day. Even now? Even now, today. I my there's a my dog park every time I take her to walk there's a poker stop right there so I go out there I spin catch a few and um, Yeah, it's it's died down a lot, but it's um, it's still a thing and it's it's just like a fun thing to do Like I'll have a podcast I'll be listening to or some music and I'll just pop up my phone let my dog run around throw the ball with her and, and catch a few So it's still there nice, but nice. that summer was insane.
0: Yes, Yes, bro. I'm talking about, I was at the state, I live in, you know, I live in Columbia yeah. and I went to state capital. It was just, I mean, it was like yeah. people with kids, but I swear it was more grown people just they're like yeah. Pokemon trading and like battling. It was just, it was, it was a good time for us to come together as a yeah. people.
1: Yeah. That wouldn't have worked in 2020. No, no,
0: no, no. We would have stiff arm people. Yeah. Like, hey, why don't you have your mask on? Put a mask yeah. on the Pokemon. I, um.
1: Huh? I remember that summer, because uh, I went to Marion Square in Charleston, and there was maybe like a hundred people, and they were all doing it. They were all playing Pokemon Go. And it was so bizarre to me because I was like, I thought this was like just this nerdy thing that I held close, and like I didn't think anyone would care about it. And it just became, you know, remember Hillary Clinton would like did her own. <laughs> I don't even remember what she said, but she like tried to get on it and like dab and say like, "Hey, go get your Pokemon Go, but don't do it while driving." And it was just like the whole like it was the top. It was on CNN. It was everywhere. And it, I was like, "Okay, well, I kind of felt intruded." I was like, "This is kind of like my secret nerdy thing, and now everybody wants a piece of it." But
0: I'm really in the business, like stop marketing yeah. stuff. Yeah, man, did you? I don't, I think I think they brought it up on Yahoo I believe, but did you? <laughs> I had a friend angles in there, but did you remember when everybody was like playing Pokemon Go, and apparently everybody thought Pokemon was owned by Nintendo. Yeah. So people put so much money in the Nintendo stock and just goes, for them yeah. to just for them to learn that the Pokemon company
1: <laughs> owned Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's and, and it also was. Uh, I don't think that one was even. Put up by Nintendo at all. It was Niantic, which does other uh, ARG games, and like uh, they have a Harry Potter one too, I think. But that has nothing to do with Nintendo. Like N- Nintendo works with the Pokemon company in Game Freak. Yep. And people are mad about Game Freak, about the Dexit. That's like, if you go on all the Pokemon subreddits, Game Freak is kind of like a, a point of uh, a point of discourse. Some people hate Game Freak. Some people think it's cool.
0: But they made Pokemon. Like, Game Freak made Pokemon oh, yeah. for Nintendo. Like, yeah, so
1: it's like, you know, it's, it's like people throwing their fist up at God. It's like, how dare you make me sad? It's like, but they also made you if you're, you know, into that kind of thing. But like... I'm sorry I got religious on you but oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> totally fine bro but my point is like it's it, yes a lot of people are upset about like the Dexit thing or some of the directions it's taking but it's also Pokemon wouldn't exist if Game Freak didn't exist in the first place so um, but you're right everyone was like oh I'm gonna throw money at Nintendo and Nintendo I think it didn't change at all no because no. it had nothing to do with Pokemon no no
0: at all. not like what it was, I just remember my friend being like hey man you're you're about sudden called the Pokemon company and I was <laughs> no. just like you mean the people that own Pokemon yep <laughs> And I just never heard that many curse words before at one time. Because yeah. like, he put like 3,000 in.
1: Yeah. It was the GameStop of 2016, man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that very was, well that was, put. That was the GameStop of twenty twenty sixteen.
0: Very well put. Very well put. <laughs> um, and now we talk about the TV show. Heck yeah. Ash. Heck yeah, Ash finally won the tournament. For uh, the first time. Yeah.
1: For the first time Only ever. took
0: him like, what, 27 years? Yeah.
1: He's got the Peter Pan syndrome though. He, yeah. he can't grow up. He's got he's got Tinkerbell on his team secretly. Um, I think yeah, he would be like 30 now if they kept up with the thing, but um, with the actual aging.
0: Yeah, talk about never giving up on your dreams, right?
1: Yeah. Well, so actually talking about him being young, there's a there's a popular yeah, good for him. He kept going for it, but um there's a popular theory that like there's no adults in Pokemon in the anime or the video games. And they're the like it's kind yeah. of like a fan theory or like um, kind of like a creepypasta kind of thing that they say, like, there was a huge war in the Pokemon world. So now there's no adult men at all because they're all, like, and that's why Lieutenant Surge is, like, he's one of the, he was, like, a combat veteran who's, like, got, like, he's, you know, a vet, I guess, and he's, like, the only adult there, and he's, like, this war-torn guy, and then everyone else is just a mom or a young kid in the video games and the anime, and there's, and they actually talk about the great Pokemon war in, like, Pokemon Yellow and Red, I'm not saying I subscribe to this idea. I'm just saying it's out there. Like, there's, there's the fan theory that th- there was this huge Pokemon war, and what we're seeing in the games and in the anime is, like, the aftermath of after there was this huge war with Pokemon involved. Something to think about. I don't think it's true. Oh, no, I'm going <laughs> to read it. I'm, oh, I'm going to read it. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fun ones. Some people say uh, Gengar is just the ghost of a Clefable because it's the exact same shape. Um, people say that Gary's Rattata dies. Because he doesn't have it after the second time you battle him, and he's visiting in the Lavender Town Tower, he's like visiting a grave.
0: All right, that one's that one's pretty realistic though. I can see that
1: one. I think that one they meant yeah, to do. Yeah, I but think
0: that one's on point on that one.
1: I'm way I'm getting way off topic of the show. Though. No, that's totally <laughs> no. That's why we
0: doing. We're talking about how Pokemon influenced
1: pop culture. Man, I could talk about the fan theories. <laughs> There's a lot of fun ones too.
0: Nice, nice. I'll definitely but I'll definitely check those out. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, the TV show. Um. Are you a dub guy or a sub guy?
1: I like the. I, I grew up watching it dubbed. Nice. Um, I wish I knew how to speak Japanese because I think it's cool as hell, but I don't. So um, I, I should go back and rewatch it all with the subs on and like listen to it how it was originally um, done. But I'm used to that. You know, everyone that the voice actor that does Ash in the original. Um, you know, if I had the VHS tapes, it's such an iconic sound that like I couldn't. I think it'd be weird for me to watch the original anime now without the dubbed over English version. Because, um, like I said, the voice actors are so iconic. Like I, I grew up listening to it. So, um, although it'd be cool, I, w- I would like to go back and watch it in the in the original version with the subs.
0: I'm I'm 100 a dub guy, man. Yeah. After I heard like Japanese, oh, is- yeah, Jap- he's Japanese. After I heard Japanese Goku,
1: yeah, I was like, oh no, this, is- <laughs> I remember, this doesn't feel right. I
0: mean, I heard the voice, and I was just like, whoa, no, 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 <laughs> like.
1: Well, it's because you grow up hearing that sound. So it's kind of got like a soothing kind of, like, not just nostalgia, but it's just, it's weird. It's like fish out of water. It's, yeah,
0: I just, no, it was more of like, have you heard like the voice actor for Goku, the Japanese voice actor? I,
1: I watched some of the okay. Japanese version with my roommate. Okay, and it's, cool. Yeah, it's and very I, different.
0: And I was just like, and this isn't trying to be sexist at all, but I was just like, this is not the manly voice that I, like. <laughs>
1: this is not what Goku sounds like. This <laughs> is a
0: mouse dying. Like, <laughs> this is not yeah this somebody
1: is, give Goku some Wheaties he's not he's not feeling good today yeah, right. and <laughs> I don't like, have a strong voice either but yeah. I was just
0: like I shouldn't voice Goku either so <laughs> um, but the, I'm sorry we need to keep sidetracked but um, what about the show do you think helped because the game came out first mm-hmm. of course yeah. but all because the game is good doesn't make the TV show good what do you think made the TV show so successful that like they're still going on now they're like the anime Simpsons
1: yeah, I mean, they like same thing, longevity with, like, The Simpsons or Spongebob. It's just um, they took the video games, which were these tiny pixels. You know, they were, what, 8-bit at the time, where there's, like, there's not all – I mean, your imagination goes wild, and you give charisma to these creatures. But then the show comes out, and it's like this game that kids have just started playing. All of a sudden, you know, it's got – this life is, is breathed into it. And it was good. It was a good show. I mean, I think it was successful because, it. I mean – for the most part, it had, like, a lot of morality built into it, too. Like, some of the first episodes are, are Ash picking up his Charmander after it was, you know, deserted. And, um, you know, is out in the rain, like, di- trying to keep his tail from going out. And, like, literally, like, in lore that, like, it would die if its tail and it was abandoned. So, it's, like, he's bringing in this abandoned thing to give it a home. Then like the Squirtle Squad, and I'm sure you remember the Squirtle Squad yes. episode. Yes. There's like these troublemakers, and like the message of that one is like, well, maybe this this Squirtle is just being a, a jack-off because he never had anyone love it or show it affection. And, uh, and Bulbas- the Bulbasaur episode as well, um, you know, it's it's they all have a lot of good lessons in the show. And I think it's, I mean, shoot, I'll show them to my kids.
0: I think the number one reason why it's successful, and this is totally biased, is the theme song. Oh, yeah. Like that theme song is still amazing till to today. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I'll sing it with you. Wanna I want to be, the, be
1: the, <laughs> the very best. Don't, do No, no. Dun, dun. no <laughs> one ever was. <laughs> <laughs> bow, 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 bow. To get them is my real test. To train them is my You know how it works? I will travel okay, across <laughs> the land, searching far and wide. wide. These Pokemon <laughs> to understand the power that's inside pokemon, pokemon. <laughs> yeah it's uh i'm sorry i didn't think i'd be singing today so no no it's
0: my fault cuz i was like i know the first two bars and you're like no i know the whole song oh, i yeah. was like okay
1: I'll. i i'm just i'm already picturing like the pikachu running through the legs of the lass yes, and the charizard coming out and breathing fire behind the rock yeah it's nice. i um I think I saw that whole... I, I have, like I said, the old VHS tapes. My favorite episode was Primate Problems. Okay. Which is where there was this annoying mankey that kept bothering Ash the whole time. Um, and it like, kept stealing his hat and stuff. Yep. And then eventually it evolved into Primate and became part of Ash's team. And then, then on the same one was the uh, Ghastly Haunter and Gengar episode. Yep. And I just thought that was really cool.
0: Nice, nice. And then we moved to the movies. Yeah. And the movies, I think, re- like, when whenever it came out to, like, time for them to, like, really, really stretch out, like, new Pokemon, just mm-hmm. besides the video game, ports, But, like, we want to show you new Pokemon. We want to show you more of the world. The movies is where they hit hard.
1: Bam. um Yeah. I mean, all of them. I, yeah. I haven't seen every single one. I'll put, put the disclaimer out there. There's yeah. a lot of them now.
0: Yes. Yes. Like, uh, remember Pokemon... Did they have a Pokemon first movie? Well, it was called. I used to have a poster
1: of this, but I've had it since I was in like first since the movie first came out. And I still I told you about my uh, deck of cards. I have the Mew. It's a holographic Mew. Um, Ancient Mew and it, you got it when you went to see the movie in the movie theater they would give you that card and I still have that one. And what name was? No, what it name? was just Pokemon the first movie. Yes.
0: The reason why I brought that up guys listen to me really well. This was supposed to be a, a thing that studios wanted to do. The reason why they don't do this anymore Pokemon the first movie worked and they made more movies but they also made a movie called Doug's first movie.
1: I remember that movie.
0: <laughs> and Doug only had
1: one more. <laughs> yeah. They did it with Hey Arnold too. The Hey Arnold movie. It wasn't called Hey Arnold's first movie, was it? The very one well may have been. I I'd have to look it up, but I know they had one, and that was it for Hey okay. Arnold as well.
0: Okay, I just know Doug was like Doug's first movie, <laughs> and this was a big deal because I like they were Nickelodeon just knew like this was going to be two and three more movies, and they were like, and everybody else was just like, mm, who told them that?
1: Like, <laughs> I'd be a, if they did a live action Doug. I oh, I don't know. He might be kind of creepy <laughs> in like real life, not not a cartoon version.
0: I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say this up front, and, I, and I'm, this is not a race baiting topic. Skeeter has to be black.
1: He is, right? I mean, is he not? He's blue, but I mean, I mean, of course he would be.
0: He, he But I'm saying he better be if <laughs> we did a, if we did a live action one. Oh, I would be upset if he yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, did,
1: that would of course. It's like, it's like we let it slide for
0: so many years, Nickelodeon and and Disney. Just, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, the movies, the just like I said, just great storytelling, great plot, pacing, when it came to the last one, that, the ending, uh, spoiler alert, the ending, did you think Ryan Reynolds, like that ending would happen?
1: With Detective Pikachu? Yes. Um, no, I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. I think it was, well, that's the first, I mean, there's been so many animated movies, and I want to circle back to the f- the first movie, because like that's my favorite one, bar none. But Detective Pikachu, they, no, I mean, do we spoiler alert on it? Yeah, go ahead. So like, basically, the Pikachu was the guy's dad pretty much the whole time, and was actually you see Ryan Reynolds like, is a human being it trapped inside a Pikachu, which was kind of not at all what I expected. but a cool twist. Yeah. I, I didn't dislike it whatsoever. And I never played the Detective Pikachu games.: Yeah, me either. So I don't know how true to the actual canon that is, but it was, it was a wonderful movie. I, I went in very nervous. Because I've wanted a live-action Pokemon movie mixed in with like real-life actors for a very long time, and to see it actually like come to fruition, like with their Torteras like coming out as mountains, where these there are these giant Torteras, or like um, the Floralils, which are those little mushrooms yep. flying around with the Bulbazores walking around. It was like they they could have made it look really bad, and it's kind of like if you look at Sonic, which came out um, just after it. The first original live-action Sonic looked like hot trash. It oh, looked, yeah. It looked really bad, but the fans demanded that it get better, and they made a really good Sonic movie, in yeah. my opinion. And I think they respected um, – I'm not sure what studio did. Was it Sony? Uh, or who did the actual Pokemon? Paramount, I think? I won't, I'm i not sure, but
0: I, I know I knew they – I think a lot had to go with the Pokemon company, too. I think they, yeah. th- they definitely were like, all right, if you want to use us, you got to definitely yeah. do what we say.
1: Yeah. And they they did such a good job of like like capturing the actual like um, emotions of the Pokemon and, and giving them life and not making them like too uncanny valley and creepy looking like I was, it was really believable. It made me wish I could go outside and there'd be Pokemon running around. Now that might be a bad thing. I think if Pokemon actually existed, society would not work because there's a lot of Pokemon that would be. Problems,
0: <laughs> hunting would be totally different.
1: Hunting would be weird, and pet ownership too. I think it you would know. be no
0: pet ownership. Yeah, <laughs> but what would you like to say about the first movie?
1: Uh, I was gonna, I was just gonna say that that I don't know um, how. Like, did you watch it when it came out in yeah. theaters? That movie, I watched it again like two years ago, and I, I still got emotional. The ending of that movie is is one of the most emotional films I've ever seen. Um, and like, like it goes back to that bond that Ash has with Pikachu. And at the end, like Pikachu, spoiler alert. But if you haven't seen the first Pokemon movie, I'm surprised you're still here. But <laughs> but when he cries and like and he's like fighting off Mewtwo, that's just like this this science lab made pure evil kind of entity, and his power of love and companionship for this Pikachu is literally the thing that that breaks this evilness and this kind of like. Hatred of all humanity is when he shows vulnerability and kind of like shows that his best friend means more than just battling or or power it's all about uh, The connection that they have and uh, it's really fucking deep (laughs) like it's it's a very emotional thing that you wouldn't think you'd get from like uh, like electric mouse but um and like you talked about Digimon talking Mewtwo talks because he's supposed to be this ethereal, otherworldly, evil presence. Meowth does it for comedy relief. And other than that, they're all just, you know. Shut
0: the fuck up and look pretty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a, like, that, that, that. I'm not saying that's what uh, they can they, talk to each other. I'm not saying that's what the guy from Digimon said. But like, <laughs> it's literally like, look, if they just, if I just <laughs> should have never wrote it that. way
1: shut your mouth, Agumon. Yes. <laughs> Smile for the camera. <laughs> saying too much, Agumon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we see Mewtwo,
0: left a good child. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so. Is there anything else you would like to say about how Pokemon has influenced pop culture? Uh,
1: I think I just, if, if you have children or if you're planning on having kids, introduce them to the games and the, and the shows you grew up with. If you can get your hands on an old VHS tape and show them the old, the old anime, or I'm sure a lot of it's available streaming now and you can find it, but show them the old school stuff and also be engaged with other people and, and keep up with the new stuff coming out. They're putting out, uh, I don't know if you remember Pokemon snap. Um, (laughs) They're doing new Pokemon Snap at the end of this month, and I'm I'm writing a little X on my calendar just counting down to the day that that comes out because-
0: You can just stream shot while you play Pokemon Go, man.
1: That's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. It's $60 cheaper. Yeah, but that's $60 I'll happily give to the Pokemon company. Nice. But uh, I guess just like if you haven't got a chance to delve into Pokemon and like it's just like you think it's not your cup of tea- uh, there's a lot of different things within within the Pokemon culture. You can start off with the early games. You can start off with the anime. There's a little bit of something for everybody with it. Uh, and it's a really cool community to get into as well because, uh, you know, you can go on any YouTube channel, watch Nuzlocke's, uh, watch people playing video games, watch people beating world records, watch people just casually playing and having fun. But it's a good way to connect to your friends. It's a good way to connect to, uh, to your kids and older people too. So uh, if you're not playing it, you know, you're behind, but everyone will welcome you with open arms. Best video game ever made, in my humble opinion. But. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, man. Is there anything you'd like to say to your fans?
1: Uh, follow me at um, T O B comedy. I think it's underscore. I'll make sure I got that 100 right. Or you can also follow me on Instagram at Mr. Steel Yo Curly Fries. That's my personal page, but I just it's mostly pictures of my pets and stuff.
0: That's a great name,
1: Miss mr dot Steel, S E A L. Yo, Curly Fries. And then the other one's T.O.B. Comedy. Let me make sure I got that right, though. It's uh, T.O.B. underscore comedy. Uh, And then if you're in Charleston, um, I'm on a show on May 3rd at Monk's Corner with Keith D's Comedy Production. So I just uh, got the word today I'll be on that show. So make sure you check that out and, uh, you know, support your local comics and uh, have fun out there.
0: All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And you guys have an amazing day.
1: Thank you for having me, Michael. Appreciate it, man. No
0: problem.